Hey, Westside family, Jake Gilbert here, one of the leaders in charge of our media department. Thanks for joining us for today's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. We love you guys, and enjoy. We're just going to get right into it. I'm excited to bring you guys the word again, and um, I... uh, Got this, the start of this message sitting right back there in, um, in the sound booth on a Wednesday night. And uh, I titled this yesterday, Find Your Way Back. And what I'm going to be talking to you about today is obedience, confidence, and boldness. And how one of those, each one takes you into, can take you into the next. How obedience can lead you to confidence and how confidence can lead you to boldness. Now, the title, Find Your Way Back, uh, we will understand more when we get to the end of my message. So just stick with me um, through the rest of this, and um, we'll get to the end. Amen? So I was praying the other day when I, before I started this message, and I was just seeking God, and I said, God, what can I do to be used by you to my full potential. What what is it that I can do for you to just, to you to use me on another level, like like Jonathan's been preaching on elevation, being elevated. What can I do? And I was shocked at what he told me. Sitting back there in in the sound booth, he said, be obedient. Just obey me. If you want to be used by me, to your full potential, obey me. And little did I know that, you know, working on this message, starting with, with obedience, that um, he was getting ready to lead me to a more of powerful, encouraging message that I like to preach. Amen? <laughs> you know, o- obey, the word obey is a, a very simple, small word, but it has such a broad meaning and a, and, a, and a broad aspect to it. And I wanted to preach something on, you know, I was hoping he would say, be strong and courageous for me. Fight the enemy, you know, put on the armor of God and all these things, you know, so I could stand up here and, 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 and preach those things. But I didn't realize that he was going to unpack something, that he was going to lead me somewhere through obedience that ends up being that kind of a message. Amen. So, when I'm talking about obedience, today during this message, when I say the word obey, when I'm talking about the word obedience, what I'm meaning is a believer who wakes up every single morning, denies their self, picks up their cross, and follows God with all of their heart. When I say obedience, I mean somebody who chooses consciously Every single day to make the right decisions and follow God. Yes, we make mistakes, and yes, there's failures and things along the way. But consciously choosing to follow God with all of your heart every single day. Amen? That's what I'm saying when I say obedience. Not our way, but Yahweh. Amen? Not my way, Yahweh. Surrendering everything to Him. That's what obedience is, and that's the kind 
of obedience that I'm talking about here. Now, obedience can start a process in us that can take us to new levels in our faith, and it can take us to being more effective for the kingdom of God. It can do these things. Now, obedience can also lead us into some other places. It can lead us into pain. It can lead us into suffering. Obedience can lead us that way. Obedience, just because we are obeying Jesus and walking with Jesus doesn't mean that our life is going to be easy and it is going to be good. As a matter of fact, I still remember the gospel of pain. You preach that message on a Wednesday night, and it has stuck with me for over two years. You preached like two years ago. I think you went into the honey and death series after that. And, and that has stuck with me because think about Abraham and the men that were with him. All, his, all, all the men. And God made a covenant with him as a grown man to circumcise himself. And all the men that were with him commanded him to do this. Obedience to God led him into some pain. Led them into pain. Just because we are following God and being obedient with him doesn't mean that things aren't going to get uncomfortable sometimes. As a matter of fact, obedience will take you into some uncomfortable situations. I promise you that. But that's okay. That's all right because it's in those moments when we are being obedient to God even in the moments where God is, is leading us into somewhere where, where we're suffering, we're going through some pain, or, or whether it's good. But right now, we're, if, it, if it's leading you somewhere to pain, you know what? It's in those moments that you grow the most. It's in those moments that you are closest to God. That is one reason why obedience is so important and why it can lead you to new levels of faith and confidence and boldness because it brings you so close to God. Amen? Obedience, <clears throat> I can tell you, some of, the best, some of the best lessons that I have learned in my life have been through failure. They have been through falling, rejection. Some of my best teachers, the best lessons. Why? Because when, every time you fall, you got to, Push yourself back up. Every time you're face down going through something, you got to push yourself back up. It's just like lifting weights, right? You're working out. You're working out. you got to push. We can't stay on the mountaintop. We grow climbing up to the mountaintop. Amen? That's where we find the growth. That's where we find new strength. And it's in those times and in those moments that we find ourselves growing so much closer to God just by simply obeying him through whatever we're going through, just obeying him. Now, I find it so interesting that when I was trying to find some different scriptures on obedience and, and where to go with this, and the Lord took me to Ephesians 6. And when I say Ephesians 6, we all think about the armor of God, right? We, that's, that's, that, that chapter is famous for for, for spiritual war, it's the spiritual warfare chapter, and it teaches us how to put on the armor of God, and it's a great chapter. But I found it so interesting that the whole beginning of that chapter is about obedience. That's how it starts. Paul starts the chapter, children, obey your parents. 
It talks about servants and bondservants, all about obedience, all about obeying. And he's not even talking really about him. He's talking about us with each other. He knew that it was going to be difficult and it was going to be hard for us to even show obedience to our, to our parents as children. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much difficulty in being obedient. Finally, he says, be strong and put on the full armor of God. We need to armor up if we're going to be obedient to God. We have to. I wish I could have stayed in obedience a little bit longer and went into some other things about how to keep us obedient, how to walk obedient, how to stay obedient. Um, but that's not really what this message is about. So we have to come before God. We've got to find what works for us. Amen? We've got to find that the things that, that we do that works for us. What works for you might not work for me. But regardless of the fact, we've got to find those things that help us and keep us walking obedient to God. Now, put the armor aside for a moment. And I just want to tell you quickly what Paul was, was saying here when he's describing the armor of God. Put the armor, don't think about armor. Just think about this. Stand on the truth. Stand on the truth. Every day, stand on the truth. Every day, seek his righteousness. Every day, seek his righteousness. Walk in his peace. Walk in faith. Know you're saved. And hold, cling, and speak the word of God out of your mouth. Amen? That is what the armor of God is. It's a breastplate of righteousness, a belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the sword, the shield. That's what those things represent. Faith, peace, righteousness. That's what God is telling us. Stand on the truth. Seek his righteousness. Walk in his peace. Stand in faith. Know you're saved. Speak, cling, and hold on to the word of God. Amen? This is what we need to remain obedient to God. Without these things in our life, without waking up every day and consciously making a decision to walk this way, we can't remain obedient to God. It's impossible. Amen? And knowing... And, and knowing and continuing to stand and be obedient to God, our obedience can begin to take us to new levels just by walking in obedience. And it can lead us into confidence. I'm going to read some scriptures really quick and then I'm going to explain. Exodus 23:22 says, Do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about what I say. And then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Oh, wait. I read that wrong. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Exodus 23, 22. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Deuteronomy 12, 28. Be careful to obey all these words that I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Jeremiah 7.23 says, But this command I gave them, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the way that I command you, that it may go well with you. And 
Hebrews 5.9. Live like a good person and you will receive eternal salvation. No. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Eternal salvation to all who obey him. And the last one, 1 John 5, 2 and 4, says, By this we know that we love, we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Obeying God. After reading that right there, obeying God should bring about a confidence in you. It should bring about a confidence in me. What, is, what are those scriptures telling me? Exodus is telling me that God is going to fight for me. If I obey God, he's going to fight for me. Deuteronomy is telling me that his blessings are going to be passed on from me to my children forever. Jeremiah is telling me that he is going to be my God. I am going to be his people. And he is, everything is going to go well for me if I obey him. Hebrews is telling me that I'm going to receive eternal salvation. That is good. That should bring about a confidence. 1 John is telling me that I will be an overcomer. That should bring about a confidence in me. Does it always? No. But it can, and it should. It should bring about a confidence. Obedience can bring confidence. Amen? And walking in this confidence, we know, we can, we can see by this that it's a byproduct of obedience, right? You can see that, right? After what I just read and, 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 and what I just said, confidence is a byproduct of our obedience to God. And in the same way, let me read these scriptures really quick first. Hebrews 4.16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 1 John 3, 21 and 22. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, if we're being confident to God, or if we're being obedient to God, if you are walking in obedience to Him and living out what He has commanded you to do, and, and waking up every morning and, and choosing to serve Him and follow Him, denying yourself, picking up your cross, Yes, we make mistakes, like I said, but if you're waking up every morning and doing your best to be obedient and follow him, if you're, then you're, where's the condemnation that's going to be in your heart? Right? The, the, there's no condemnation that comes from God. That's, the, that's yourself and the enemy. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments, and do what pleases him. Amen? Obedience can bring confidence. And if, 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 that's scripture, if, if we are doing what pleases him, if we are obeying him, 
Ask and you shall receive. That's what it said. If, there is no, if, if your heart does not condemn you and you are confident before God and you are doing what pleases Him and doing what He commands of you, ask and you shall receive. That, sh- that should make you confident, amen? You know what else? That leads us to another place. A byproduct of this confidence A byproduct of confidence. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to get there too quick. Something that confidence does for you, if you are confident for God, if you're coming into the throne room of grace with confidence, it is going to have a a positive effect on everything else you do. Confidence will have a positive effect on everything else you do for the kingdom. Your ministry, your gifts, your giving, your serving, your encouragement, confidence is going to have a positive effect on all of those things. Your prayer life. Amen? Confidence is going to have an effect. We just read that. We just read what it said. And now, now because of this confidence, brought by obedience, a boldness. A boldness. Boldness is the byproduct of confidence. There's a boldness that begins to well up. There's a boldness that begins to come. Proverbs 28.1 says the righteous are bold as a lion. We see these things working in David's life. Amen? David. David was obedient to God. He was obedient to his earthly father. He was obedient to his heavenly father. And we see the way that God worked in his life. We see how there was things and moments in his life that built his confidence There was a lion and a bear out in the field when he was a shepherd. Some things that happened in his life that built his confidence along the way that led to an absolute boldness to look out and say, who does this giant think he is? A confidence and a boldness as a teenage boy to say, who does this giant think he is? And he kills the giant, right? Peter, Peter has a series of, of things that, and, and, and obedience of following Christ. And I love it because with Peter, the, even though he made so many mistakes, it's so simple because God said, follow me. Jesus said, follow me. And he dropped everything and he went. That's obedience. Follow me. And he, he drops everything and he goes. And Peter, he has these moments building up. Moments in his life where he sees these miracles, he sees what Jesus is doing, and in his own life, he has things that build his confidence that leads one day to a boldness on a boat to be the disciple that says, if that's you, Jesus, call me out of the boat. And he walks on water. The confidence and the boldness to walk on water, to be the one to say, if that's you, call me out. Not only just to say, call me out, but the boldness to actually step out of the boat when he called him. Amen? Paul said, I beat my flesh into submission. Not like a boxer swinging aimlessly at the air, but I beat my flesh into submission to remain obedient to God. It's a struggle. He beat his flesh into submission, and he put no confidence in his flesh. If anybody could put confidence in the flesh, it was Paul. And of what he was leading up to, to the man that he become. But he put no confidence in his flesh. 
He put the confidence in Jesus Christ. And he boldly, boldly, confidently took the gospel to Gentiles into places where he was beat, where he was stoned, where he was left for dead, he was shipwrecked. All these things happened to him, but he still got up and went back in. Amen? Confidence. Obedience leads to confidence, and confidence can lead us to boldness. My favorite, my favorite example of this is Elijah. Elijah had so many things leading up to this day. So many things that built confidence and boldness. So many things that God had him do. But there came a, a moment that stood out to me on Mount Carmel where he challenges 450 prophets of, prophets of Baal. Actually, 450, and there was 400 prophets. I can't remember who they were, who they were prophets of, but they, um, they sat at Jezebel's table. So there was actually 850 but for some reason, when we get on Mount Carmel, it only mentions the 450 um, prophets of Baal. But he challenges them. He says, let's build an altar. You guys probably know the story. We're going to pray. You pray first. I'll go next. We'll call down fire from heaven. Whatever God sends down the fire, that's the real true God. They're okay. All right, we'll do it. They build their altar. They're, they're crying. They're rolling in the dirt. They're cutting themselves. They're, they're screaming. And... What, is, what does Elijah do? He mocks them. The confidence and the boldness to mock them. He laughs. He says, why don't you cry harder? Maybe he's sleeping. He tells them, maybe he's busy. Cry, he probably can't hear you, you know. He's on the other side of heaven. Why don't you cry a little bit, a little bit louder? He'll hear you eventually. He mocks them. And then he says, my turn. He has his altar, he puts the wood, he puts the sacrifice, he puts 12 stones. And then he says, you know what, dig a trench around the altar real quick and put some water in it. They put a little water in it. And then he says, you know what, take some water and just dump it. Dump water all over the altar, all over the wood, all over everything. They did that. He says, do it again. They did it. They said, do it again. Three times until all the water poured off and filled up the trench. It was just a big wet mess. The confidence and the boldness to do that. He knew God was going to show up. What happened? He said a prayer, boom, fire from heaven, engulfed that whole thing, burned it to a crisp. Then, he, then they killed all those prophets. Boldness and confidence. I want that in my life. I do. We all should. We all should want these moments, these moments in our life. And I can tell you that David, Peter, Elijah, and Paul were all men just like you and me. Amen? They were human beings, just like us. It was their commitment and their obedience to God that brought that kind of confidence and that kind of boldness. We need that kind of obedience in our lives. I want to live my life in this way. I do. I want the kind of confidence that Peter had to step out of the boat. I want that kind of confidence in my life. I want that kind of boldness in my life. I long, I long for it. I want it because I, it's not always there for me, but I, I, I wish and I pray for it. I want the same kind of courage that David had to stand before a giant. I want to stand before the giants in my life. Amen? Don't you want to stand before the giants in your life with confidence? 
Tell them no more for your children, for your grandchildren. That scripture said that the blessings will follow you for, to your children forever and ever. If you're obedient to God, if you choose to follow him with all your heart, no matter, what, no matter where you're at or what you do, obedience needs to be the foundation of whatever season that you're in. It, do, it, it doesn't matter if, how you're feeling. doesn't matter what you're going through. But obedience to God must remain. Amen? If you're on the mountaintop, stay obedient. If you're walking through a valley, stay obedient. If you're walking in the middle of a great season and blessing, stay obedient. If you're going through a storm, stay obedient. Because those moments of confidence and those moments of boldness will come back. David, Elijah, Peter, and Paul all had moments and seasons of confidence and boldness that were, were just unbelievable. But they also had hardships and seasons of trial and tribulation. But I believe the reason that I called this message, Find Your Way Back, is because I believe that it, it is in those moments of boldness and confidence. And for, for many of us, it will be moments. It won't be a season. It'll be a moment of boldness and confidence that, that will come, that God will lead you to and use you for, to do something for him confidently and boldly. And it'll be in those moments that will help bring us back to another moment. Through our obedience to him, walking with him every day, no matter how we feel, will give us the opportunity through our obedience to have another confident and bold moment for him. Amen? Uh, I, got a little, I got a little bit left, but I'm just going to have the, the worship team go ahead and come so I can have a little music behind me. Um, <clears throat> you see, Peter... Peter had a boldness and a confidence to step out of that boat. Amen? <clears throat> he was the only disciple. But a little bit later in the story, a little bit later in the story, when Jesus needed him most, he denied him three times. A moment of standing up in the boat and seeing Jesus. If that is you, call me out. That confidence and that boldness to a moment of standing in a courtyard and seeing Jesus and putting his head down and saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who he is. He went from confidence and boldness to one of his biggest failures. Amen? But I can't help but wonder. I can't help but wonder later on in the story when after, after that happens, Jesus is crucified. He dies. He's 
put in a tomb. And they're just going, the disciples are going through it. After all that he told them and all that he taught them, I mean, they're, they're going through it. And he appears to them two times in a house when they're together. But from what you read and what you can see, it was very quickly. He would come and he would go. And I know that they were, Peter was still in this season of, of not knowing what is next. Where do I go from here? Man, I was, um, I, den- I can't believe I denied him. I just, just want this moment with him to say I'm sorry. And I love the fact that Peter says, you know what? Before the third time he sees him, he says, I'm going to go fishing. And him and some of his, his buddies, John and James, I think, and, and a couple other disciples, they decide they're, they're, they're going to go with him. And he goes fishing. And I just find it very interesting that there's Peter back out on the water in the boat with some of the same men that he was with when he walked on the water. I wonder what was going through his head. How could I have walked on water? And now I don't even know what, what's, what's happening and what direction I'm supposed to go into. Then they don't catch anything. And there's a man on the shore that says, put your net on the other side. They do that. They catch a whole bunch of fish, 153 to be exact. And John says, that's Jesus. And Peter's like, he jumps up. He grabs his coat and he jumps in the water again and he swims to shore. I can't help but wonder if he thought, I'm walking on water again right now. I'm going to have the confidence and the boldness to jump back in this water. Why did he grab his coat and put it on? Usually if you're going to jump in the water and swim, you take your coat off. I just found that interesting. Maybe he thought he was going to run on top of that water with some confidence and some boldness and get back to the feet of Jesus. Amen? Sometimes we got to go back go forward I find it so interesting with Elijah Elijah had this moment on that mountain such confidence and boldness and man that's not the only time Elijah Elijah's life was the life he lived was so amazing he had moments where he, he prayed for a drought and a drought came and then God said go go, and, go into the wilderness and sit down by this stream I'm going to keep this just this stream going for you and I'm going to have the ravens come and feed you. That's, that's just crazy. That's a confidence builder if you ask me. He had these moments running before a chariot without losing his strength. Horse, two horses being pulled, maybe four horses, I don't know. But he outran the chariot and the horses for miles. Then he has this moment of calling down fire from heaven and God shows up for him in such a mighty way and then he hears a rumor he hears a, gets a message from a messenger that says from Jezebel says I'm going, we're going to kill you and he goes from being confident and bold to scared and afraid just like that just like that that moment of confidence and boldness was gone fear, loneliness, to the point of running, laying under a tree and praying for God to kill him. He did not even want to live anymore. From calling down fire from heaven 
to asking God to take his life because of there's, he's the last, he told God, I'm the last one left. Nobody else is following you. It's, it's useless. Just take me out. God sends an angel, gives him some food and some water. Must have been some awesome spiritual food because that, that moment right there took him 40 days and 40 nights and he finds himself in a cave hiding out confident and bold Elijah and it's so awesome that when God comes to him and talks to him I love it in the, the NIV says God tells him go back the way you came and go and anoint this king uh, king of the, uh, the here and anoint this king king of Israel and anoint Elijah as your, your predecessor the prophet to follow you the NLT says, go back the same way you came. And as I read that, I just thought about how, how interesting that is. Because sometimes we got to go back to find our way forward. Sometimes we got to go back to get back forward. Go back the same way you came. I walk back past that tree tree I was laying under when I asked God to kill me I'm going to remember when that angel came gave me some bread and some water maybe I'm going to pass by that spot where that brook was running in the wilderness where I used to sit and God would bring me, feed me by the ravens ravens were bringing me food, maybe I'm going to see Mount Carmel off in the distance as I'm going back the same way I came and remember that time when I called down fire from heaven when God showed up for me and guess what? Maybe that is going to bring me back to another moment of confidence and another moment of boldness to go and do what God is telling me to do right now, right here, in this moment. Amen? Sometimes we have to go back. We have to remember the things that God has done for us. Those things need to stay fresh on our mind. They will get us out of those lonely, those dry seasons. Because those seasons are going to be there. They're going to come. I just had a, a season of confidence and boldness. Going, into the, going to the Philippines. Was preaching every Sunday and prayer meetings and, and, and uh, the Bible college teaching and devotions and I mean, every single day, every single day was ministry and doing something with God surrounded by brothers going in the same direction. Never once, I did get homesick, but never once did I feel spiritually drained. Never once that whole three months. I never felt weary or tired. I got homesick. I got physically sick a couple of times. But never once did I feel spiritually drained. I was walking in a season of confidence and boldness because I was watching what God was doing and I was seeing what he was doing. And then I came home. I came home. I began to question everything. Am I even in the right spot? Am I even doing, God, what you really want me to do? 
I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it was. And it, it wasn't just an all of a sudden thing. It was a gradual, just kind of a gradual descent. Getting back into coming to work and, 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 and you know, instead of going and preaching and teaching and devotions and prayer meetings and this and worship and this, it was going back to work. And I begin to ask God, God, maybe I should just, maybe I should just go back to the oil fields. I should just run heavy equipment again and make $30, $35 an hour. I'll still go to church. I'll still be obedient to you. He said, no. No, that's not what I got for you. But no matter what it is, no matter what you're feeling and what you're thinking, just obey, be obedient to me. Continue to walk in obedience to me and this won't last. And can I tell you that yesterday as I began to set and think of working on this message and, and when this came, this whole ending came to me about finding your way back, I began to get texts from the pastors over there in the Philippines. And I sent a couple of videos for, for one of their birthdays and an anniversary for one of their churches. And I began to remember and God rebuked began to remind me of some of the things that happened over there and it began to take me on this little journey then I ended up back in Teen Challenge and I thought about man six years seven years ago I was in Teen Challenge I was eight years ago I was strung out and I began to go down this road and I thought man what am I thinking and right before coming out here even sitting right over there I thought man God you've brought me a long ways amen and it brought a little bit of confidence and a little bit of boldness to come up here and deliver this message to you the way that I should. Not, not feeling lost or, or whether it's something that I should do or not. No, I know that I'm supposed to do it. Amen? When we walk in obedience to Him, when we follow Him and seek His righteousness with all of our heart, it will bring us out of the, those low seasons that we're in. Amen? It will bring about confidence. Hallelujah. It will bring about boldness. It will bring those things into back, back into your life. It's not gone. It's just a season. Amen. And God is just waiting, just waiting to take you to new levels in your faith. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. Maybe, maybe just a few more things need to happen to build that confidence to get you, to get you going to get you to step out of the boat, to get you to stand before the giant, to get you to challenge some prophets, amen? Maybe there's just a few more things. So don't give up. Don't stop being obedient, amen? God has got a plan. I believe in these last days, <clears throat> the, last, the last scripture in Malachi, says that the spirit of Elijah will come in the last days. I believe that confident and that bold spirit that Elijah had, that's us. He had the same, that was the same spirit that brought that among him that we have in us. And I believe in these days, right now, we need that boldness and that confidence to stand in this world today. Amen? Amen? Don't give up on your obedience. 
let it take you somewhere. Know it's a journey and know that obedience is leading you somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I just want to pray over you guys before I dismiss you. As I'm praying, if you know what, everybody, if we just bow our heads right now. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to ask if there is anybody in here that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior and you would like to, if you would like to experience some of the things that we're talking about here today, just raise your hand really quick. Okay. If there's anybody in here who's going through anything, a dry season maybe, you're looking for some confidence, maybe some boldness like I talked about, just stand up. Just stand up right where you are. Amen. Well, I'm just going to pray over you, and I'm going to pray over those of you that are standing up for confidence and for boldness. Whatever your season, whatever season you're in, remember to remain obedient. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything that you've done in our life. We thank you, God, for all the things that you do, God. Your love, your grace, your mercy, your faithfulness, your goodness. Everything that you do for us, Lord God. We are so undeserving. We are so undeserving, God. But God, I thank you. We thank you today, Lord. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, anybody that's here, Lord, that is seeking, longing, and looking for that confidence and that boldness, Lord. I pray it over them right now, Lord God. Father, I pray that they would walk in such obedience to you that it would bring a confidence and a boldness to bring them out of whatever it is they're going through. Father, I pray that they would remember the good times, the good things, the mountaintops, the moments, that where you brought them from, Father God, all the things that you have done for them. And I pray that those things would lead them somewhere, Lord God. Lead them back to a season. Lead them back to a moment of confidence, a moment of boldness to do what you have called us to do, Lord God. Father, I pray that over every single person here. Father, I pray that you would protect us and keep us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.